Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. I guess Richard's not doing the podcast today, guys. Oh. At least we tried. At least we tried. Uh, yeah, just the three of us. Just the three of us. It looks like. Uh, three of us. I guess last. I guess he must have party way too hard after last night. Yeah, that Blue Jay game was. Was unreal. Was a beaut. Yeah. But but good news, guys. I mean, Austin's here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Austin, we're really really awesome. That's Where are you gonna go? Um, but. The best news is that Tyler is back. I am back. I had a, a, a brief ban for some comments, but uh, <laughs> I've returned to full force and I'm on my best behavior. You are, yes, you are definitely back. Uh, oh. Best behavior, we'll see. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, awesome. Put your mic a little closer to your mouth because it's a little, little low. Oh, okay. I'm just going to. pretty much in my mouth at the moment. I, I, I'm so not going to make a comment there. So, so best behavior. There. I'm happy you're on good behavior. So this is what's going on. Um, me and Tyler are doing this in the office of my house. Uh, we I got a little setup going, and awesome. We got on a video chat with Skype, yes. all the way on Pickering. Well, the reason is I'm wearing a video game headset right now, and the mic comes around my face, and yeah, that's. I don't actually have like a microphone. In We're gonna work on that. Computer. I got I got a setup for you that might work. So we'll we'll ah. get you we'll get you set up for those times where you can't get out here. And Richard, all the way in the foreign land of Brampton, is it, it's gone to the point where you can't even reach him if you want to because his mailbox is full, voice mailbox is full. Mm-hmm. Well, his text no. If Richard Richard is most likely passed out. Yeah, I tried calling him on Snapchat. Yeah. Like, and Richard is big on Snapchat, so if he's not answering on Snapchat, he's gonzo. Yeah, I, I had to filter through all his Vlad Guerrero snaps just to get to his main page where I could chat him. <laughs> we have to wait 48 hours before we can fill a missing person. So <laughs> Yeah, we need, we need clearance. He's yeah. an important man. The well, countdown is on, so if we don't hear from him uh, by Friday, I think we... We got to report. He's, he's well over I, I think Blue Jays Nation is going to be a little worried because the season starts tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. They're like, where's our editor? 
<laughs> so no stories coming out he's after the, he'll the first be at the game. He's he's gonna sleep for the next what twenty four hours. And well, I think he had something to do to like he. We were originally gonna do this at the school at our studio, and he said I gotta be back in Brampton by two o'clock. So he must yeah. have like something going on. So. Mm. He definitely has to wake up for that. Hopefully, his uh, mom or brother it's are home for the Jays. to work it. Yeah, that could be it. We'll keep phoning him throughout the program. Yeah, we may try it again to try to get him on. Subtle, subtle breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Intermission with Richard. Well, we have we have ads that we can put in in, in those blank spots, so we can do that. But, um, all right, we are officially here uh, to do our round table, although it's not a round table. It's a rectangular table with uh, with the voice, uh, but it's more like a conference. Let's call this the yes, Blue Jays conference, press yeah. conference. Sounds very professional. Very professional, even though this is the most unprofessional <laughs> opening I have ever had on a podcast. But we are bearing the lead here, people. Very much so. Um, so the spring training officially ended on. So this is Wednesday we're recording. It'll be coming out tonight the podcast, but. It ended Tuesday night in the Big O, mm-hmm. which almost didn't happen because the power went out. <laughs> I th- yeah, so I saw that in the middle of the game, and Hazel May tweeted out that the power was just gone. What happened there? Uh, apparently, the power just went out at about let's say what five thirty. I would yeah. say about around around that, about an hour before first pitch, an hour and a half before first pitch. Yeah, when when the Expos uh, relocated. Um, the big o which was in 2000 after 2004 so at that point the big o was an un uh unacceptable building to for anyone to play in and it that was uh 15 years ago so and it still is technically it, uh, it was made by you know montreal mobsters and they cut corners and things like that it's falling apart they probably shouldn't play baseball in it anymore but they uh, probably shouldn't even have people in there anymore no no it's... not to mention that like 90s grade turf that they still got in there <laughs> did you see some of those bounces oh there was, was uh i watched the first game there was tioscar uh, hernandez got a triple it like the the ball it, it looked like a super ball it just hit the turf and went flying over the uh the cardinals left fielder there yep um i don't even remember who that was uh in the field that i felt bad yeah and it's part of the reason why okay i mean actually we'll get to that later i don't want to i don't want to bury that part right now but toronto or not toronto they should do like a jays tour where they go around toronto because the Jays are Canada's team. It's I know they want a thing back in Montreal, but a lot of people were talking today about the attendance just not being good enough. Yeah, I mean, in Tyler, you brought this up on Twitter. Yeah, that well, okay, Monday, Tuesday. I guarantee if it was a weekend, it would have drawn a little more than thirty. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, and like the la- the first four years, they were all over a hundred thousand, but they were all on weekends. So, but I think this is kind of. If you're showing that league that the first time you play these games on, you know, a weekday that, you know, no one's going to show up. Sure, they're like, you only have two games a season, right? You need to sell it out. You need to put up big numbers. So the fact that they're like, oh, it's a Monday. I can't make it out. It just seems like a. And it's not like, and it's not like it was like a last minute, like a month before this. Like, yeah. People in Montreal knew that this was happening. People, people know. Yeah. Uh, so 30,000 30, if I'm uh, Rob Manfred um, I'm probably raising an eyebrow to see that you know just because of Monday nights 
people aren't willing to come. I out. will also say though, it is still better than the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, anything's better. The fact so, that there's still a team in Tampa is just mind-boggling. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not much of a semblance of a team there anymore. Like all the gutting they did in the off season, like Oof. Yeah. no more Longoria. That they're they had they could barely draw what twenty thousand when they had a competitive team yeah or ten thousand even they, those cards were empty <laughs> they had to tarp up the whole like upper bowl yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. not good yeah actually one thing I'm also gonna do is I'm gonna turn your audio up I'm, okay is that a point where I don't care for things if I just say technical stuff mm-hmm. um so so something happened uh, on Tuesday night. Something that hasn't happened in Montreal in how many years will we say? Uh, I guess it depends what the end of the sentence is. Um, the last time a Guerrero <laughs> Jr. hit a walk-off home run Ooh. in the Big O. Would that? Uh, He's hit seven. Two thousand one, maybe. Man, I, I that was one thing I forgot to look up, but we can just speculate it was two thousand one. Yeah. But, man, kind of wish there was more fans in the stands to witness that. I know the ball landed and it, like the section was half empty. I was like, "Oh, jeez, I could show up there the next day and <laughs> still get the ball." <laughs> that, is, that is the main point of this Montreal trip. Vlad Guerrero hit the biggest baseball moment in Montreal in over a decade, and there's nobody to catch the ball. Um, it was good on whoever did catch that ball because that's uh, that's a good little souvenir they got. Uh, that that might be a keeper. Um, he absolutely destroyed that ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was a terrible pitch, <laughs> a hanging breaking ball and inside, like if you're going to hang a breaking ball, don't make it inside on a power hitter. Yeah. Cause he pulled that. Apparently they were saying they weren't going to, so that was like the bottom of the ninth with two outs. So they had already decided they weren't going to go to extra innings. So yeah, if I think the count was like one and two or one and oh, one and oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like. That could have been the last batter. So maybe he was just like, oh, I'll just plow through this one. And either he gets a home run and I get to go home or he strikes out and I get to go home. So. Uh-oh, we just lost Austin. Oh, then there were two. <laughs> so we are. this is the issue with trying to do things on Skype is that I'm going to call Austin back. This is the issue of doing things on Skype. Ah. All right, we're going to take the video part off because we just lost you randomly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to edit that out if I can. I'm still here. We're good. Um, but we were saying, like you were saying, okay, try to get through that inning. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been an absolutely terrible game had it not been for that home run. If it ended in 0-0. If it ended 0-0 and then what, the Jays had what, two hits all game? Yeah. I think it was, it was close to that. St. Louis had... Maybe it's five three. Hit well, well, St. Louis had some like they got on base. Yeah, it's, um, it didn't look very promising at even even the game before. It was like you know it was low scoring it for the first bad. what four innings, and then yeah, Stroman got out of the game and Stroman gave up. Uh, he gave up one, and then Barnes uh, gave up the unearned one. So Stroman left with two. I think after five innings. So. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. Sunwing O gave up uh, three. Right. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. You good there, Austin? Your mic is a little uh, a little jumpy there. Is it? Oh, okay. Hold on. All right. We're going to try this without. There we go. We good? Uh, can you hear me? Yes. 
Cool. All right, let's try this. Okay, there we go. Austin is back uh, back to square. I don't know why I use that mic. It doesn't work very often. But We're going to fix this up. Don't worry, Austin. Going back to the well. Why not? Um. Yeah. Okay. I looked. It was five three in the hits in the second game. The first game, it was eleven to seven in hits. Okay. Oh, um. But I mean, a lot of the hitting yeah. came after the fourth inning. Yeah. Exactly. It was the the youngins. So the youths. <laughs> so seeing the the youths. Uh, seeing the uh, home run. Does your opinion change at all about Vlad and Bo Bichette and? The timeline. Let's say the timeline. Oh yeah, they're both making the opening day roster. Fucking, that's just happening. <laughs> that's. I. I feel like half. Uh, half of Blue Jay Nation thought that as soon as <laughs> I would just... say, "That's it. Let's do it." They're ready. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, Austin, you kind of brought this up. It's similar to what the Leafs were going through. I would say, the first season Babcock was here, because they the season before they didn't have the Nylander like that young talent. Yeah. And people saw, I think Nylander and Marner and they're like, ah, why not just get them in there? And the team was just like, no, it's not, it's not their time yet. And they left Nylander down in the Marlies for about half a season. And they brought him up. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, what you're going to learn that you have missed is everything reverts back to hockey on this podcast. Yep. Uh, this good, is a good Blue Canadian Jays. baseball podcast <laughs> oh, yeah. interpreted uh, through the sport of hockey. Yeah, and I mean, it's if you want to revert it back to hockey, I mean, everyone wanted William Nylander to be a part of the Leafs right away, and he got his chance. Mm-hmm. Same with Mitch Marner. It's sort of the same with Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero. I mean, everyone wants them to be in the Jays lineup as soon as possible, but. <laughs> Marcus Stroman especially. Yeah. When, yeah. When was the last time we talked about the Jays, though? I said as much. They need time playing double a they do nobody's making the jump from high a ball ball. to majors yeah sorry basically low a ball they played three quarters of the season with lansing and then played the end with the needon yeah um you only had a sniff of high a you're just going to bring them up and throw them in against the al east who there's a lot of good pitching staffs in that yeah and just hope they can figure it out Um, yeah i mean What's good about Here's your them? first game? Go fuck, go bad against Chris Sale. Enjoy, nineteen <laughs> year old. Um, okay. I might take some damage on them striking out like a hundred times yeah. in a month or something. Um, yeah, I mean they're 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 both like teenagers, right? Like that's. I know we have seen players come into the league at at young ages around their age. Uh, Bryce Harper being the. Uh, Most the obvious example, I know, like yeah. Lindor and Machado, these guys were also like, but they were like early twenties. So there is some precedent that players get thrown into the fire, you know, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Um, but there's there's no rush. I mean, if you really think that Guerrero and Bichette are going to make the difference in twenty eighteen. Maybe you do it, but um, it hasn't proved. They haven't proven yet that they can yeah. do that difference. Would you I, care to take a guess at who the youngest player was to ever make a debut in the MLB? Uh, is is, is it going to be like some like eighteen nineties player, like nineteen uh, nineteen forty four? Oh, jeez, youngest player. We're not we're not that far behind. <laughs> um, it was Joe Nuxhall for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. He was 15 years old. 
15 years. Okay, so, so, sorry, what year was that? Standards, 1940. I mean, Bo and Vlad are just busts. Okay, that's, that's like World War Two time. Yeah, there was there was a, a lot of players left. Yeah, that, the that was there some people. There some players that may have been going out trying to keep you know the world at peace. And <laughs> there were uh, there were some owners that brought in uh, kind of novelty players. Like there was a um, a smaller gentleman um, who uh, <laughs> who who was uh, was a batter, and he. I don't know what his on base percentage was, but uh, did they even calculate on base percentage at that time? He would probably not. That's that's <laughs> why I researched it. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he just walked because he was. Uh, I'm I'm not sure the that medical would be... term, but he was very small. And strike zone was probably non-existent. Exactly. <laughs> Poor umpire. Person is the correct <laughs> term now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's go with that one. Yeah. Yeah, why not? So there is somewhat of a precedence to having these young players make the MLB, but I mean, you look at the way Shapiro and Atkins have operated mm-hmm. since since taking over. It's a lot about patience, and that it's especially with, I, I guess the best example is Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, many thought that the way that he ended last season that he was. He was almost not guaranteed, but there was a good chance he was making the team. John Gibbons said as much. Yeah. Like before they got uh, Granderson and Grichuk, he came out and said, like, yeah, he deserves a spot. So He still thinks yeah. that. Yeah. So maybe this is just the manager want to see a talented upside offense player mm-hmm. who is actually not bad in the field, like younger. Yeah. I would probably say – I was saying this to Tyler before we started recording. That might have that might be the best trade that this management group has made. Oh, but keep in mind that the Houston Astros <laughs> did get uh, two and a half months of Francisco Liriano out of the bullpen, and they did win a World Series, but <laughs> which was in no small tough. part due to Francisco Liriano uh, facing left-handers. Yeah, didn't didn't Liriano blow a game? During those playoffs, I, I think forget. he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting to look at Liriano's playoff stats from that year. Well, it was one of those crazy games where it was. What was the one game? It was like they just uh, the Dodgers were down like four runs in the ninth or something, or in the eighth. Yeah, just was... railed off that huge inning and tied it. That was a wild series. One of those innings, Liriano was a part of. Yeah. Um, okay, so last there year, several in that series. I got the I got the pit the stats in front of me. Um, no, I don't. Apparently, uh, there's an ad in the way, um, which I've never seen before. So, okay, so Liriano in the playoffs. Uh, let's go with the. I guess we'll go with the eight. He only made uh, four appearances. Sorry, uh, no, sorry. He made one, two. Uh, he made five, five appearances during the playoffs. Uh, during the playoffs. Okay, yeah. I think he made all season. This he made a great no. return for a guy that didn't play. <laughs> he made two two appearances against the Red Sox. You want to guess what his ERA was? Oof. Are we talking double uh, digits? Oh, oh, we're talking double digits. Uh, not that quite extreme. <laughs> no, you have to play like one inning and give up. And he played runs. and he played two thirds of an inning. Oh. He pitched two thirds of an Eight, inning. Eighteen. Thirteen and two thirds. Thirteen and a half. Okay. Yikes. So okay, we he only had he gave up two hits, a run. And it was a home run. So that doesn't really bode well for him. And he faced four batters. So that didn't look good for him. But he did end up pitching a full 
innings worth in the uh, CS against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Did much better there. He uh, didn't give up a run. Uh, he faced four batters again. So very, I mean, I saw this lefty specialist. Small sample size. And then against the Dodgers, again, putting up a Zippo. He only faced two batters. Okay. So that's how it worked out. And my phone is ringing, but I'm not going to answer because that's a telemarketer. Is it Richard? No, Richard doesn't have my home phone number. Please help me. I've oh. fallen down a well. <laughs> He's falling uh, it, down well and ended up at a call center. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I mean, it's Brampton, so there maybe is a call center somewhere there. Um, <laughs> Not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't. I didn't even know where I was going with that one. Um, so, I think we're all in agreement. Let the kids play in Double A. Mm-hmm. If yeah. they, now, let's say they're tearing it up in Double A. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the plan? Would you move them up to Triple A? I think the only scenario I see, because ultimately the development of Bichette and Guerrero is so much more important than the 2018 season. Oh, it definitely is. Like they could impact, you know, a decade worth of season. So if you bring them up prematurely and they, you know, that you stunt their growth because they're not ready to be there, that's, you know, that's very short-sighted. And I don't think, as you were saying, Shapiro and Atkins operate like that. But let's say if the Blue Jays are, you know, in the hunt for the wild card or let's say they're going for um, even if they're in it with uh, for the AL East, um, I could see Guerrero and Bichette getting called up in September because, you know, September, there's no minor league baseball, you know, other other than being with the big league team, they might be off, you know, fishing oh, yeah. or, or doing whatever. So if you could have Guerrero and Bichette come as like uh, as bench pieces to help in a playoff push, I, that I was justify that. That was my next question. If they were to get the call up, there's not a lot of places where they like, you're not playing them over Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. You're not like Devin Travis. It's very hard to justify not playing him. Yeah. Justin Smoke, yeah. unless Justin Smoke like fall, goes off a cliff in terms of production. Yeah. So the only places I can see them is as a D, potential DH. Mm-hmm. They just well, I get time as a DH for sure because you you. I mean, he's gonna be the DH. And then maybe a shortstop if Tulo is not, and we're gonna get to Tulo next. Yeah, that's <laughs> the mean, only other place. I think I think Bichette would. Um... Now I don't know what their plans are long term. Like they're, you have Guerrero a third baseman, Bichette a shortstop, right? But everyone, all the experts, keep saying that you know Bichette is probably more a second baseman, and Vladdy is probably like a first baseman. DH. Yeah, he and wasn't he, bad at third base when he was playing, no. but I mean, more people they see his size, and he's mm-hmm. going to continue to grow. He looks like a DH. He looks like a DH yeah. first base. Yeah. And I have no problem if they're platooning that with Smoke mm-hmm. down the road. I mean, Smoke, I think, has another year after yeah. this. He has an option year. Yeah, and they're, I would assume they would pick it up again unless he I mean, with that falls money. off the face of the earth. He's, yeah, I think it's like six and a half or something. Exactly. It's a really good contract that was not a good contract when people thought saw it signed the first time. People were pulling their hair out. Um, people might be pulling their hair out because what could be stopping any of this potentially happening is Morales. Kendris Morales. Um, yeah. We talked about how the Hernandez trade might be the best one that this team has made. Mm-hmm. 
the Morales signing might be the worst one the team has made. Remember when people kept making the comparisons of Morales to Edwin last offseason? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, we're getting a less home runs, but we're getting him at half yeah. the price. Yeah. I mean, he's, <laughs> There's a know, reason why he came at half the price. He's got a great on-base percentage. Okay. Well, I don't know where that went. Uh, it went with all the ground outs he's gotten. Yeah. Apparently, he's uh, he's wearing glasses. Um, yeah, he was wearing them during the series in Montreal. I so, noticed. Hopefully that that also doesn't look good when you're having to wear glasses. Yeah, it's also just apparently a trend because John Gibbons is wearing glasses now, so apparently they're just yeah. I mean, but he's trying to see balls in the outfield. This is we're talking about a guy trying to see balls coming 90 miles per doesn't, hour at him. Doesn't Tyler yeah. Clippard also wear glasses sometimes? Yes. He yeah. does. All yeah. right, get Brett Cecil back. We're getting the all glasses team going. We're going for the hipster club. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but like when you look at. Does, sorry, can I interrupt? Go ahead. I just want to get your your perspective here. Does John Gibbons look smarter with glasses? What, what do you guys? It think? depends on where you. But <laughs> when, when he's on the bench and he's kind of like just chilling, oh, yeah, it's kind of hard <laughs> to make that. No, I'm not saying does he look smart. That's yeah. that's a question for another day. Yeah. John, does he look smarter smart than non glasses, John Gibbons? Um, he looks more like I mean, somebody said like a professor. Mm-hmm. He does have that different look to it i mean he doesn't have like the big frames of frame lens so yeah. it's not like an obvious like looking look on him but i would say it brings a little more of a different different feel different vibe when you see him yeah. um i'm just surprised that a guy like that would just get glasses out of nowhere after all these years <laughs> playing in a dugout i'm just like yeah i think glasses will uh will help me out there yeah nice yeah um, maybe Ross Atkins recommended That's true. recommended it to him. Although laser eyes become very popular now, I'm not sure why some of these guys just don't don't get it done. Lasers freak eh. me out because gla- glasses are cool at the moment. They're, They're cheaper back. too. Yeah. Oh, we kids like wearing the glasses. Yeah, and laser eyes just I don't know. It's not it's not cheap. My brother got it done, but yeah. His eyes I mean, are very glasses bad. aren't the nerdy thing anymore. I mean, if we want to no, get into the discussion about glasses true. for a sec. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't wear glasses, so this is all you two. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is a me and Tyler thing. Now, I'm, I'm not just like, I wear glasses, so glasses are cool because I'm on that side. It's like people, I've seen a lot of people start to wear glasses just like without frames because they just, that's what's cool right now. That's Do what you... the kids are wearing. So maybe John Gibbons is trying to be hip. Austin, they got as, all this youth coming in. Who knows? As a, a spectacle, spectacled person, um, like should we get offended by that? Like we, I mean, we kind of have I mean, a disability here, it, right? No. And people are are wearing that. Like I, I feel like that's offensive. That non-glasses if like people, classic Twitter folk. Then yes, you definitely get offended. Yeah. Okay. I I, I if usually you're us. Get offended. No, not really. <laughs> okay. We will try our best not to offend you guys anymore. So about now the that we've, conversation. Uh, we steered completely off course, over to you, Dave. This is definitely a podcast moment when you have to talk about glasses. But, yeah. no, I mean, yeah, I don't think it makes a difference with me if he wears them or not. So as long as he's uh, helping him with whatever he needs. Makes him a smarter coach. What What I did notice is I don't know if it's helping his vision because did you I think it was Richard that put it this gif was somebody on the Jays just flung a bat over the Jays dugout. Oh that didn't yeah. even flinch. 
Yeah. Uh, either as balls of steel or did not see the bat. Yeah. That is and true. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the former, honestly, because John Gibbons just seems to me like he's not afraid. That, that was uh, that was Espinosa, and here's my little conspiracy thing. It it was going after Salarte. Well, and, no, uh, but it was. It, but Morales was close to like closer. Yeah. He moved out of the way, and then it hit Salarte. So you brought this up, and I think we'll do this now. You brought up the whole Lou. I mean, again, bringing the hockey reference here. The whole Lou Lamarillo conspiracy of trying to... I mean, in baseball, you can't buy out contracts. Like, you can't just say, oh, you you know, we're going to give you this. Like, you pay, maybe pay teams to take contracts. That's how the Jays yeah. got rid of the Vernon Walls contract. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I mean, it looked pretty aspicuous uh, that... It was either Solarte or Morales that was going to yeah. get on the bad end of that. Well, yeah, part of it is like if he – I I thought he was going after Solarte because if Solarte goes down, there's an extra infield position. There's Danny that. Espinosa might uh, might be the next guy. But, yeah, I never thought about it. Maybe – Morales and, you yeah. know, doing the management a bit of a favor. It looks really good on him. Exactly. I don't know if you have to pay a player if he's in a coma. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I don't know how exactly uh DL works. Solarte and probably still lost the roster spot to give to Kempe, so that is true. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. He was after the wrong person is what I'm trying to get at. Uh definitely. Oh, interesting. The uh sorry, the Yankees just dropped their opening day lineup. No, they did. Yeah, Severino's gonna be starting for them. Oh, we knew that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I haven't been keeping tabs, honestly. Well, I, mean, I was just sort of – I was okay with the fact that the Jays were probably going to lose a couple games in this first series. Okay. Do so you want me to read out the lineup? Um. Okay, read out the lineup, and then we're going to go through the Blue Jays lineup next. So the, yep. that'll work. So it's going to be Brett Gardner, Aaron Judge, uh, Giancarlo, Gary Sanchez, Aaron Hicks, Didi Gregorius, Brandon Drury, Neil Walker. Sorry, this is a gif I'm trying to read off of. And Tyler Austin will bat – Ninth, and he's going to replace Greg Bird, who just went on the IR, mm-hmm. I think, or he's injured for sure. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be out for like six weeks. Didn't yeah, he, six didn't he eight weeks. Most of last season with an injury too. Yeah, yeah. he's he's the Yankees to Lewitsky. <laughs> Except he's uh, young and doesn't make twenty million dollars. <laughs> exactly. There's a there's a little bit of a difference. <laughs> but yes, yeah, very. Uh... Well, who can crush baseballs when he makes contact? Yeah. Um. So. Right. That's not a great lineup to go up against. Um, if you're Jay Happ and you're just like, "Yep, I get first crack of that one." <laughs> well, I guess I guess you you just walk Stanton, Judge, and Sanchez, and then hope that you can get a triple play every time. That would be my strategy. That'd be your strategy. Yeah. I don't um, want to pitch to add those. Out those of the three, three which is the which is the most who is the most likeliest to get the free pass? I would I, say Stan. I, yeah, I gotta think Stan just because he's well, first of all, last year he put up that incredible season and then MVP. Yeah. And that was in Miami and New York is supposed to be you know, a bit of a hitter-friendly park, yeah. as is most of the AL East. He's coming over to the AL East. He could hit like 108. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... He's crushing balls in the NL, which is like unless you're playing in what Philadelphia or Colorado. Yeah, like it's not a lot of 
super ideal ballparks. No, it's not. And that's what made his, I think, people were saying is he can be able to deal with the pressure. And they, they weren't just like, wall scrapers either. Like, he was crushing yeah. balls in NL ballparks. Yeah. Like, the, the 450, Jays, 460, he was killing it. The Jays had a game against the next, uh, spring training game, I think, last week. And I wasn't watching. I was in my car, so I heard uh, – I heard it on the radio, but they just said he like destroyed the ball. I don't yeah. know how many feet, but I can't remember who started that game too. I I, I saw the home run. I can't remember who pitched that, but uh, they learned a lesson. Yep. Hopefully. <laughs> so, but does it also? I mean, I know the reason why they put Judge a little bit higher is because he's more prone to strike out. Mm-hmm. Do you yep. think he's going to be able to make that adjustment? to not swing freely at every pitch like he did last season. I th- I think he's uh I mean obviously a year older but that's uh, the league has also got you know a year on him, right? Mm-hmm. Um part of the uh the story about Judge last year was he went through a horrible stretch. He had, like after the All-Star break. Yeah. He, it was part of the reason why he doesn't want to do the home run uh con- time. Yeah. So Derby. he, you know, he bounced back with a phenomenal September. But before then, you would like you people know, were. This was like news. I mean, it's New York, so everything is news there. Yeah. But he that got a lot of attention, and not for good reason. So if you know, I wouldn't. That's that's part of the reason that I'm not fully convinced on the Yankees. I think they'll be a very good team, but. They're not going to be like a dominant, like... Yeah, like, I look at the Red Sox, and I say, that's a team that one through nine uh, in the batting order, one through five in in the rotation is solid. Uh, The Yankees, I look at them, and I'm like, there's some highs and lows. Uh, And I think how Judge develops, and if Stanton can stay healthy, those two storylines, if they don't go the Yankees' way, then that could derail the development there. All right, so... Go ahead. Just, sorry to cut you off, Dave, but just reading off that lineup for tomorrow, like their top half of the order is scary. Yeah. Brett Gardner kills the Jays. Mm-hmm. You have Judge Stanton and Sanchez. And then past that, Hicks, I mean, Gregorius is mm-hmm. has turned into one of the best shortstops in baseball now. Yeah. But Tyler Austin, Neil Walker, I mean, there's some question marks at the bottom of that lineup. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, um, they didn't really like the Neil Walker signing. I liked, and they got him really cheap. But you know, still, these are guys that were um, Walker, uh, Drury's out there as well. Uh, they traded for him. These are guys that you know wouldn't necessarily be starters on a playoff team. I think um, yeah. so. And I find that funny, the Yankees getting anybody cheap. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're a free agent, why the heck are you going to New York for <laughs> right? cheap? That's New York is like synonymous for overpaying on guys. I, I guess that's been the theme of this offseason, right? The, mm, the big yeah. spenders don't want to spend anymore. So. Cost, they, they're only, what, fifth in payroll, I heard. They're like they're not even top three. Well, everyone well, wants to be, must be top, right? I think some teams want to be in on a potential trade deadline of, let's say Washington is out of it. Mm-hmm. If Bryce Harper were to become available. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. They'll be top in payroll next season when Harper and Machado both sign. Yeah. Uh, both? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they have that just, much money. They'll pay like $80 million over luxury. Just could, fuck it. Could you imagine an outfield of Judge, Harper, and Stanton? That's uh, 
That's pretty terrifying. Gardner and Ellsbury would just be like <laughs> throwing their hands up in the air and just you're, like you're just our pinch runners. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Let's go through the Blue Jays. Um. We know Jay. Oh, let's start with the rotation first. I've already got it memorized. You got Jay Happ, who's starting opening day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Surprised about that? Um. Once. Not really. Yeah. Once Strowman came out. Um. I thought. You may have thought maybe Sanchez. Maybe Sanchez, but only yeah. playing like what, ten games last season? Like that's a little much for him. I could understanding not wanting, uh, not wanting to overwork Sanchez. Um, so you know, push him. Push hey, him the Jays have a precedent because didn't Strowman op- do opening day, twenty sixteen after coming off the torn ACL? Yeah, yeah, yes, and that did. wasn't that wasn't a great season for him. Yeah, he had a down year and then came back last season. Yeah. He was real good. I thought maybe Estrada. I thought would get would get the yeah. call because I I think he is the the better better of the two, um, but obviously he had that cruddy couple months in the beginning of the season last year. That's what I was thinking. Like he's not people are not exactly thrilled about potentially putting up a guy that's not a high velocity against yeah. that Yankees lineup on the first night. You can put him a little bit later where they kind of face some harder. Cause he's okay. So so it's Hap then it's Sanchez. Like you're gonna get Sanchez in the series regardless. Mm. So that makes sense. And then you have uh, Estrada. So he's third. So he's coming off after two kind of more power. I mean Hap isn't a high velocity guy, but he's a guy that works those corners really digs in. Mm-hmm. And then you got Sanchez. We know he's gonna just power through. Yeah. With uh with that fastball that sinker that does really well. And then Hap, and then Estrada is just gonna completely reverse the tables on him and just throw eighty-seven gas. Yeah. And then you got Strowman, who I think will probably have like ten pitches by the end of this season, with the way that he just keeps developing. And they're all gonna be repertoire with different uh, rotation speed. Yeah, and hops and little little fist pumps after every uh, strike. The Jays should have found a way to sign you, Darvish, just so they would have had like 85 pitches in the top three of their rotation. Exactly. <laughs> and then Yami Garcia. Who has looked really good this spring. I've uh, A f- capable fifth starter. Yeah, I was not uh, was not really huge on that signing, but watching him this spring, he's been... He's got a 263 ERA, two yeah. wins, and uh, also I mean... strikeout and inning stuff, so... I know yeah. it's spring training. You can't put any value in anything you read. No, but what he's been doing is look is looked pretty good. Especially, I think a lot a lot of his thing is his location, mm-hmm. locating those pitches. And Shady Beatty wrote about this, and it's become a. I mean, with analytics now, the release points. Yeah, where he's releasing the ball, it's harder for for hitters to pick it up, pick up what type of pitch it is, what t- what type of you know angle and trajectory is coming down at yeah i just find that so interesting um you brought up i wanted to before i get to the actual lineup uh you brought up the struggles of home opener so they have not won a home opener since 2011 oh, and that was <laughs> that was a uh sorry dickies no that's no that was 2013 Sorry. i think maybe ricky romero yeah uh, i will say, i'll tell you the score it was 13 to 3 Oh. Against the Minnesota Twins. Oh. So that's also like who, prime. I don't know who pitched that game. I uh, okay. I'd yeah. have to I'd have to look it up. 
and maybe a Sean Markham. I'm trying to remember. Uh, let me see. <laughs> what's going on? Twenty eleven. You said. Uh, tw- here, uh, the starting pitcher for that day was. It was Romero. Ricky. Uh, it was Ricky Romero. He went six and six and a third innings. He gave up seven hits, struck out seven, and one earned run. One earned the last run? time the Jays yeah. won a home opener, they... they were still wearing the black Jays jerseys. But he gave up uh, two unearned runs. But how did they get to thirteen? The J- no no the Jays scored thirteen runs. Oh, so they won that. They game. won that oh, game. That was the last game yeah, they won. Yeah yeah okay. Uh, pitching you. for the Twins was Pavano. <laughs> He gave up seven earned runs on four innings. Yeah. Um, You would like to know who did the most damage for the Blue Jays that day? Yeah. Definitely wasn't J.P. Aaron Oh, it was J.P. Aaron Yeah. No Five Five RBIs that game. Um, Next was Adam Lind, the three. He could be apparently uh, doing some more. He sent out a tweet saying he might be back. Yeah, I think it's either. I don't know if it's going to be coaching-wise, but it's probably going to be. Analyst. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rogers and Sportsnet have been saying they're going to rotate analysts on the radio. So, yeah. and I know, I think he rumors were saying that he had a auditioned to replace Zahn. Okay. They did. They did bring him in. That would be cruel, cruel joke on Greg Zahn because oh, they had like they beef, had mad beef. So um, if JP gets it, that's kind of a. But I think JP, you could see JP potentially on the airwaves or doing some which other blue, stuff for the Blue Jays. Blue Jay actually likes Greg Zahn, though. Mm. Oh, who who, who likes him? Like oh. player player X had beef with Greg that's Zahn. True. Everyone hated him. Yeah, Str- Strowman yeah. had beef with him last that's year. That's the one so. that comes to mind. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um. So. Marcus Stroman has a problem with everyone so yeah, yeah that's, that's true um all right so he's getting to have a problem with you austin yeah he's probably gonna hear this podcast and he's gonna, he's gonna, gonna, go gonna be wearing his jersey tomorrow so he better not be upset with me um so the last six games they've played or sorry uh let me see if my math is correct one two three yep six games they've lost um the worst one, the worst margin was seven to three against the Yankees. Okay. Yep. That was back in 2014. So not too kind. I mean, the, two years ago they played against the Red Sox and they lost that eight to seven. I you probably remember that was the one I think Dalton got the yeah. grand slam. Yeah. Everyone went nuts and then they end up losing the game. <laughs> in extra, yeah, yeah, that was. Uh... So that would be a nice if they were to get rid of that home opener. Uh, streak, streak, yeah. and I, it's a big one. I remember. Uh, I think last home and home opener I went to was in 2013. Um, that was that was the Ari Dickey one. That's why I knew that Austin, and yeah. uh, it was just disastrous. JP Aaron Cibia was catching, and that was the game he couldn't catch the knuckleball. No, no. So it was like it wasn't a good game for Dickey to begin with, but then every time a runner would get on, he would move up. He would get two free passes essentially. Um, Sorry, I said the one game that JP Aaron Cibia couldn't catch the knuckleball. There was way more than one. <laughs> yeah, they they gave it a shot, and then they were like, "Nope, we'll we'll find a space for Josh Tolley." Josh Tolley now. <laughs> yeah, 
Mm. It's better when the backup act. <laughs> the backup is Josh Tolley. That's okay. It's Luke Mealy this year, guys. It's oh, step Lord. up. <laughs> step up defensively behind the plate. Mm. That's another guy that should get a look is Danny Chanson oh, at some point. Yeah. Well, I don't he know. looked pretty good in spring training. Ross Atkins didn't seem to be a big fan of his, like in terms of projecting him to go and be in the majors this year. He wasn't. I know they were talking about it really? during the winter. Press release doesn't like somebody. <laughs> uh, no, not okay. Let me say he didn't like. It wasn't very high on him in terms of what his future, like in terms of being uh, on the team for the season. I'll 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 say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's go through the lineup. Uh, we don't know what the lineup is because the team is still, I think, making some uh, changes. And let's guess the lineup. Let's guess How the lineup. That? How about do you want to try to guess the one through nine of the oh, Blue Jays? Oh, we were given a gift today. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Austin. <laughs> oh. oh, stop. Okay. Oh, you're welcome. All right, the everybody. Gift that keeps on. So giving. this is how we're gonna do it. Everybody is going. We're gonna. I'm gonna start with one, the lead off. Everybody, give your name of who you think it is gonna be. Oh boy. And then we I'm are going to, to, to I go have down. To write some things down. Yeah. Here, one sec. <laughs> Come on, you can't do it off the top of your head. That's what I'm doing. I don't even know who's making the damn team. Give me a second. It's not Gift that hard. Gope is batting one through nine. That's, <laughs> that's my guess. Gibson. Uh, I'll give you guys a second to write down what your thoughts are. While I, is Severino a lefty or a righty? That could change right. things. Oh, righty. good lord. Uh, right? Yeah, I think Severino's a righty. Technically, it's opening lineup. I didn't even say the regular lineup. Uh, uh, he... uh, hold on, I'm on baseball reference righty. Okay. Bring so... on the switch hitters. He is a righty, yep. So that is they're going to be their regular lineup. I feel like I know who's going to bat second. I just don't know who's going to bat first. You know who's going to bat second, but you don't know who's going to bat third? No, first. Oh, I don't first. know who's going to lead off for them because it was just a, a carousel last season. Yeah. It was Kevin uh, Blair. Maybe, maybe they're going to try yeah, Blair again, blankly. Um, Kevin Blair? Kevin Blair? Hey, yeah, I, have, I have two missing spots. I need to. Okay. Uh, oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good sign where I can't even think of. Oh, my God. How did I miss him? Oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, God. Tyler, Tyler's lineup has been scratched out like three or four times already. I can see. I didn't. I can't see the name. Well, we know Gifting Gifting is going to make the team, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't. I'm not. I don't even think he's going to make. The, he's off the bench. Like he's not. Oh, absolutely. I'm just trying to. Now, also, to... let's not forget we're we're including Tulo's not on the roster as yeah. of right now. He's going to probably. I would say he has to be DL'd. I hope so. Because like he you would thank you. Fun fun. Um... Fun story about Tulo. I'll tell you this story while you guys are scrambling to get your team together. Um, scrambling, you were. In the, <laughs> I'm scrambling. Okay, I see how it is. Um, the uh, the Blue Jays uh, gave a little like to a tweet that was uh, very negative. Uh, the tweet said, "Like you know, when is Tulo gonna get a?" So obviously, someone in the uh, the Blue Jays. I know who runs the Blue Jays tweet social department. Media. Okay, I do. Someone forgot did the old tweet deck thing and forgot to sign out of their account, so they liked this really negative posting about Tulo as the Blue Jays. 
Okay. So I don't know who that was, but I saw that posted on a group, and I had a I had a little bit of a chuckle because um, now the Blue Jays are being that think, open. Who do you think's the shortstop to open the season? Oh, it's gonna be uh, Diaz, Diaz. I think yeah, because Salerte. Yeah. I'll throw you that bone. Salerte can play short, but he's not. He's More a third base. base. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Okay. Unless it's gift. Yeah. I think I'm good. <laughs> um, you think you're good? I'm in. Okay, so let's start with the leadoff. I'll let you guys go first. Who is your leadoff hitter? Uh, I, I, now this is going to be the real test uh, if I research this, but I put Granderson in. Okay. I, I flip-flopped with Granderson and my guy. Yeah? Who you got? I got, Jeff, I got Devin Travis. Yeah. Because I, I think just I we've seen – we, we've seen it flip-flop so many times, and I think he's – I mean, he's a proven better hitter lit lower in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So I think they they could just try Granderson to start. Mm-hmm. I don't think Granderson is a wrong pick either. Yeah, uh, he might not be with the team the whole season, quite frankly. Um, so – but they did use him a lot in that position during the spring, so I'm yeah. just kind of – Trying to use a cheat sheet. So, Austin, who you got as your leadoff hitter? I also have Granderson just because uh, for opening day, yeah, I, I just think he, he fits. And he's a guy that can get on base a lot for Donaldson and whoever else is coming up after him. Okay. So, your second hitter? I got Travis batting second. Okay. So, I had a Grant, Travis Granderson. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it can flip-flop. I think... It makes uh, it makes sense. I mean, the the big ne- negative drawback of Granderson is obviously last last season he didn't have a great average, um, or on base percentage. So mm-hmm. I can see the appeal of Travis, um, but Granderson's got to go somewhere, and he's still pretty fast for for an old buck. Um. Okay. Who do you have as three? I went. Oh, sorry. Two. Austin. Who's your second? Yeah, I went a completely different direction. I went Josh Donaldson batting second. Oh, I don't. Well, that's one I don't agree with. But okay. Was it last season that they was it Batista or Donaldson? They had batting second for a little bit. They had but Donaldson, then Batista, then Edwin. When that they had that. Uh, yeah, so on. it's not it's not uncommon for John Gibbons to have him in the two spot. And I mean, no, but I think that was just more of a you know he Donaldson was getting on base more than yeah. no jo, than Bautista was. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, that's just the thing is, if you have a guy that can bat first and get on base, then you can have Donaldson that can bring him home. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, and it works. I mean, Travis can hit for contact. Granderson showed that he's had a little bit of pop, so who knows? It'd be a good one too if Granderson and Donaldson at the top of the lineup. Yeah. All right, who do you got as three, Tyler? I I went with JD in three. You went JD at three. Yeah, I think uh, even with the glasses, John Gibbons is not that different. He's, no. It's going to go yeah. with. I think I think yeah, JD sounds like a better three hitter. Just with that, a couple if a couple guys get on base, he's that guy that can yeah. bring them home. You want yeah, you want JD up in the first inning anyway, so um that's who I got. Austin, who's your third? Honestly, not not going to disagree with you guys. It's probably the best choice is to have two contact guys at the top of the lineup and then Donaldson third. Yeah. Who well, who who I'm who? Down this hole now, so Justin Smoke, I have a number three. Okay, so you, okay, <laughs> I think I think uh, Tyler and I know where our four is gonna go. Maybe maybe different. I don't know. Who do you uh, got as four? 
Uh, I originally Ooh. went with Russ Martin because I forgot that Justin Smoke was on the team. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Justin Smoke is my number four. That's the 2017 set mindset there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's playing first for this team? Mm. Um. Okay. So probably. Yeah. So we have. Uh, I have. Yeah. I also have as uh, Justin Smoke. Who was your fourth then, Austin? I had. Uh... Reluctantly, just because he's the DH, I have Kendrys. Okay, so you got Kendrys mm-hmm. at four. Okay, that that kind of makes sense, but I I I think it goes I can I can see him lower in the lineup, honestly, five or yeah. six, just because his production wasn't what the Jays needed last season. He's mm-hmm. a switch hitter, so maybe. All right, so but maybe not two switch hitters back to back. Who knows? Yeah. All right, so Tyler, who did you have as your fifth? Uh, I got Russ Martin. Because he was already Russell Martin. He was already. Uh, I already had him on my sheet, so I could instead of yeah. scratching that out, I decided to just put an arrow with Smoke's name. Okay. <laughs> um, I have actually Morales at five. Mm. Yeah. Get a little switch, switch action there. Yeah, I, I think, I, 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 I think it was a toss up between yeah him and Martin, but yeah. I think Martin works better a little lower in the lineup. Yeah. So, uh, Austin, who do you have as your five? Uh, I've got Russ as well. Okay, so you got Russ. I I think that's probably where our difference is. But Russell and Russell. Yeah. Let's see. Who do you got at six, Tyler? Uh, I got uh, Morales. Okay, so you and I flip flop. I have Mar- yeah. I have Martin at six. I was just trying to switch up the switch hitters or split them up. Okay, switch them up. That makes sense. Because not much many lefties in this line. So Austin, who do you have at six? Uh, Randall Gritchick. You have Randall Gritchick. Ooh, okay. Another player I forgot about on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, that's an interesting one. I mean, in in the sixth spot, that power would be really nice. And there's a lot of questions as to whether or not Gritchick's going to have that pop or if his strikeout rate's going to go down, rather. So if he can get that strikeout rate down and start to hit for contact and power more, I think that's a really good spot for him. Yeah. Okay, so who do you have at? Uh, I think we're at seven now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who do you have below uh, uh, Martin? Richard. Oh, sorry. Tyler. Oh. Um, yeah. No, sorry. I had Morales. Um, Pilar is batting seventh for me. Okay. Nope. Yeah. Seventh. Okay. Um, I, that's I put Gritchek below Martin. So. Uh, that's the, probably the difference again for me. And Austin, who do you have next in your well, lineup? Because I put Granderson at the top of the lineup, I've got Devin Travis at seven. Now that's not a uh, an unpo. It's it's something that can potentially happen because Travis right. has proven to be a better hitter lower in the lineup. Um, I just think the team wants him to play a bigger role offensively at the top of the order. Yeah, absolutely. It's I I can see him playing leadoff for sure. Yeah. There's just a question of hey, can he sustain the offense because he's been out of the lineup so often. I mean, it's you don't have regular reps. Your batting's going to take a hit. All right. So let's just, you know what, because we're, I think, at that point where I think let's go with the last two. Who do you have <laughs> finishing out your lineup? Um, I got Diaz. Diaz. So you got – okay. I've got – so it was uh, Gritchek – I got Pilar Diaz rounding up my lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Pilar, he just has to get those extra base hits. Don't swing for home runs. He's not a home run hitter. 
He 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 has the ability to, but he shouldn't be trying. He shouldn't be trying yeah. for that. And I think he's got a thing of have that Justin Smoke mentality from last mm-hmm. season, which is take your pitches and just don't swing and at on, those breaking ball low. Yeah, he gets caught on those whenever you can. Um, his uh, his four sixty on base percentage this spring is pretty exciting yeah so i know he has yeah. a swing swing for the fences mentality which is weird for like you know a smaller guy but mm-hmm. if he's if he actually has turned over a new page um i think he could be a useful piece all i'm gonna spot. say for him if he starts <laughs> dipping in production that's gonna re- i mean people have talked about trading him for mm. the last couple of seasons yeah this could be a season where if he's not uh, not in there, not this up to the This is a show me year for him. This is. Exactly. But you got a quality quality outfield in Triple A Buffalo ready to break out. All right, Austin, finish out yours, and I got a surprise for you guys. Oh, I've, I've got Polar and Diaz as well, honestly. It could flip-flop between. And when and if Tulo comes back, this entire lineup's going to change because Tulo will fit into one of those five, six spots. All right, um, I have a I have a surprise for you guys. You guys have an idea? Oh, Richard! So, what? Apparently, he's alive. Baka! Yes. Um, we're gonna get him on the podcast right now, and I don't even care if you guys all hear it. So, let's see if this works. Um, that should add him to this call. Um, All the way from Brampton, Richard. Okay. Hold on. All right. Um, we're gonna try to get Richard on. Hopefully, he gets on soon. Um, Let me know. I, ha- I have entrance music ready for him. You have entrance music ready. I don't know. How, I don't like how this is gonna go. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Okay. Um. For his arrival, or is it... Well, huh? I'm gonna I'm gonna send him a text letting him know that we're adding him to the call. Okay. Hopefully he, hope I mean I the Skype has changed its interface, so it's not de- it's not the same as it used to be. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't bug out on me w- when I don't need it to. Hmm. Um. Let's see here. Oh. Let's see. I wonder if you guys can hear stuff that plays off my laptop. I'm thinking yes. Uh, it depends. Uh, it it really does depend. Um, all right. Well, while we wait for him to get on this call, um, what is what do you think based on? I'm gonna ask him for his lineup when he does eventually get in. Mm-hmm. What is the strength of this lineup? Oh, but he he knows fancy stats and whatnot. He's gonna make us look like morons. He's just gonna use uh, use letters that don't have actually like mean Josh anything. Josh Donaldson lead off because he's got the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Pilar's JRI is through the roof. We'll be like, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. That, we know what that means. Gifts, gifts leading off and batting. Mm-hmm. Um, Clean up and lead off. <laughs> One through nine is just gift. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's gonna have gift. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that far and and say that's what Richard's gonna do. But, um, but before while we while I try to get him on because Skype is being a very fun uh, thing for right, me right now. 
what is your what what do you see as the strength of your lineup um and what do you think is the deficiency of this lineup um i will say the strength of the club that they haven't had the last few years is depth um the salarte trade uh the diaz trade Grichuk. Like they have, and they have a you know a solid looking team at AAA. Um, so, but as it happened last year, you have a couple injuries, and suddenly the sky is falling, and you have you know Darwin Barney and Ezekiel Carrera, uh, you know both good bench players. But when you have them being an integral part of your lineup, that's uh, that's a good good recipe to uh, lose a lot of games. Oh, okay. Sorry, I had to. Uh drop the call with Austin and Richard so we can get them back up. Okay, thanks, Dave. <laughs> I love you. Um, Richard's like, would it be if I tried to call you? Yeah, you could try. Apparently he didn't where, connect on this I, call. Where do we leave off at? And is Richard here? Oh, he, Tyler just said depth in the lineup. That's where he sees the uh, strength. Yeah. Yeah. And you, um, I think probably the weakness um, would be the I mean, over the last few years, Toronto's kind of been home run heavy. I, I don't really. Oh, oh, I see. Look at Richard calling in here. Okay, Richard. I had Hello? to put Austin on hold here for a second. Um, we are really gonna. We're having so much fun with this podcast today. It's been so much fun. Um. Oh, here we go. Probably because I'm up there. That's why. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna drop. Austin, there we go. There we go. We got both of you guys on there. Oh no. So, Richard, how are you doing today? Doing great. I just woke up, so obviously I'm. Oh, look, it's Tyler. Hey, Tyler. How you doing, Richard? I wanted to put the video on just for a second, so Richard could see that Tyler was here in the flesh. Wait, are you guys at David's house? Oh yeah, you are. Uh, we are at my place. So, are you guys? Um, sorry. So, are you guys um, are recording the podcast? Oh, we're 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 live. Well, I just, I had oh, we're live right now. Jeez. Right. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so Richard, just to give you a heads up on how this podcast started, it started with me phone calling you because we all thought you were dead. That's <laughs> that's every week. <laughs> that's the hell out of me, Richard. <laughs> you got to delete some messages, Richard. <laughs> yeah, you got to so delete. It's not a podcast if you guys don't worry about my personal safety, all right? <laughs> um, yeah, and we also got the the great uh, voicemail message of, you cannot leave a voicemail because the voicemail box is full. So that was fun. important man, Richard Lee Sam's inbox. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, What's going on with your mic? I don't know why. <laughs> you got to delete your inbox. Yeah. So, um, Richard. Oh, well, like, people on the money phone trying to get a hold of you. And then, like, they wait. Until the beep, and then they hang up. Yeah. Like, oh, don't yeah. waste one of my like freaking voicemails. So you have like fifty-one uh, second voicemails. I keep getting those. No, uh, I only get three. There's that CRA scam. Oh yeah. Uh, they say they're from Canada Revenue, and they're going to arrest you. And, you and I always say, back. okay, um, I tell them, uh, come at this time. I'll be waiting for you guys. That's <laughs> just, what I do. No balls, you won't do it. I'm just like, please stop leaving messages on. Like, I don't mind that you're trying to scam people out of their money. That's your, you know, that's your business. But I only have three messages on my phone. So if you're leaving two every day, 
I'm not happy. Yeah. I only have room for one me message. Yeah. Um, okay, so Richard, let me explain how we've done this so far. Um, we just went through our lineups. I will. We'll, what we'll do is uh, we'll ask for your lineup in a second. But before we do that, I'm going to circle back the conversation just a little bit, just for Richard, and ask him, how much money did you just spend on Vladdy Jr. merchandise last night? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> Um, before he hit the homer, I was actually speaking to one of my, um, J shop, uh, friends. Oh, I know who uh, that is. Yeah. And I was telling her like, like I want like a Vladdy jersey. So we're talking and my stream is like 30 seconds behind. Oh, (laughs) so (laughs) I remember you telling, saying that last night. So then I tweet, you know, like, um, if he hits a dinger, I'll buy his jersey. Mm-hmm. And then I changed the tab over because, like, I don't want to, you know, miss anything. And he just destroys the pitch. I'm like, all right, so now I have to. So, like, now, like, I'm locked into buying this, yeah. this manager. Well, I told your bluff. Yeah, so, I mean, I hope that they um, allow me because I know at the J shop they're weird about, you know. Customizing? Yeah, like, they don't want to, you know, just, like, they don't want to hand out, you know, um, random my numbers right but i don't think 27 um, like, is a random number and i feel like uh, because he's in the system like you should be allowed to uh, customize that right look you should be allowed to customize any jersey as long as you're willing to pay for it like pay for that like that if you if you buy a blank jersey there's a place out here in pickering that already has vlad jr jerseys sold in their shop so of course they do they'll stitch it for you if you yeah. want to hand me the jersey um i was actually gonna yeah, because I have a blank blue jersey I want to get done. I'm going to put a holiday on it. Nice. But I also have a gift card to J-Shop, but I don't want to just go to J-Shop to get that done randomly. So I don't know how much it is. It's Pro Image and Pickering, and I'll shout them out because they do really good work. Um, yeah, they're they're really good. I know there's somebody from our sports journalism class that had a jersey done there, the, jer- the classroom this year. Yeah. They have a jersey down there. They do really good stuff. If you want to get your stuff done, I think it's like 30, 40 bucks. Okay. So, Richard, I'm going to ask, okay, do you need a couple minutes to prepare your lineup? Or have you already done that? No, let's just do it. Okay. So, I just woke up, but like, who cares? Let's just, who, who, what is your opening, day, what's your opening day lineup look like? Okay. Your so bat- the, the batting thing, order, basically. The righty. So, um, I think I would go either Travis or Granderson at the top. Yep. So, Tyra, so, you agree with with the three of us? But this is where I would change things up. If I'm putting Travis at one, I'm putting Granderson at nine. Okay. Oh. Because it'll give Granderson less um, at-bats in the long run. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to games... It's like you have Granderson, and then you turn the lineup over with some speed, but like a lot of contact, right? Mm-hmm. Granderson can walk a lot, and he strikes out a lot, but you know, like you still have that dynamic, and it's not like going like say Pilar to Travis because Pilar doesn't walk at all, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to have that guy that turns the lineup over, you know, by walking a bit. Um, 
and that's why I would lean Travis because I don't want to take that many, you know, at bats away from Travis and um, Granderson and Pierce are platoon guys, anyways, right? So like, it's not like you're really hurting him that much, I guess. Mm-hmm. So then, oh, sorry, what was that? No, no, you're good. I'm just agreeing with you. Um, and then after you're, that, you're right on track with what all of us were saying before you got on. Um, Donaldson and Smoke, you don't want to bury those guys. You want to have their A power and B, um, not just the um, ability to uh, get on base, but the fear that they put into pitchers, right? So, yes, they aren't that fast, but they'll still be on the bases. Then fourth, I'm going um, um, Grichuk because he has power, but no, you know, like on base cap- capability. Okay. Maybe after that is either Martin or Solarte. Okay. And then I'm burying Kendry Morales if it's. Ooh. Um, yeah. You're burying him. Pitcher. We we didn't we didn't bury him so. That's a... Yeah. I'm, like I'm definitely burying him. Um, mm-hmm. Fair. Because I don't want to put him into like those like pressure spots yet. I know that you shouldn't be, be like a uh, babying. You know, I'm a 35 year old, but he hasn't been good against lefties. Mm-hmm. Sorry, he hasn't been good against. He hasn't been good as a lefty. Um, yeah. so I would platoon him if he struggles in the season, but I will give him the uh, benefit of the doubt and just you know, let's say, <clears throat> bat him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just I disconnected. Um, um, you know, so if Grichuk's fourth, you know, Slarte's fifth, Granderson's sixth, Martin seventh, uh, Pilar eight, and then um, I said Granderson nine, right? Yeah, Granderson nine. If Travis is the leadoff. Yeah, but if they're facing um, a lefty, I would put Morales as cleanup. Okay. And then drop Gritchick to five <clears throat> because he has destroyed uh, lefties. All right. Interesting. So, all right. Um, Austin, I'll ask you first. What do you see as the weakness of the lineup and what's the uh, strength of it? You think um, this season? The weakness for me is just there's a lot of question marks. Maybe per se, I don't know what the right word is for it. Um, you're wondering if Justin Smoke's going to be able to have the season he did last mm. season. You need Kendry's to pick it up. Um, and Russ is always, I mean, after his first season, he's been a bit of a question mark in terms of production. So he had a, he, I don't know what his stats were last season, Richard. Do you know off the top of your head? Who? Uh, Russ, how he did last year, RBI. Whatnot. Well, <clears throat> um, He's now more of like a league average guy, right? Yeah. Like he'll walk some, he'll he'll definitely um strike out a lot, but he's like he will have that um that awaited runs created plus of like ninety eight to like one oh two. Like he's been that um average with the bat. And yes, he's getting paid a lot, but his value defensively and what he does with 
um, the uh, starting pitchers is, you know, extremely valuable, right? Oh, but yeah. Well, that's, I, what we, that's what we keep yeah. saying on this podcast is yeah. you just have to pay the premium to get good players in any sport. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like, I expect, you know, a league average season from yeah. Russ, which, I mean, when you look at catchers, especially, like, older catchers, that's that's fine. Like, that's, like, yeah. I mean, the guy looks good in that regard, I guess. All right. Yeah, that's just for me. I, it's just can certain guys uh, – my biggest question is Justin Smoke. It's just one good season, and I'm – I mean, you have to be proud of the guy because he bounced back from a couple rough seasons with the Jays, I guess. But you want to see him continue to have that production because they need it, the Jays, in order to do well. And they also, Tulo, when he gets back, he's always been a bit questionable with the bats since he got to Toronto. Yeah. I think... Okay, so uh, the past two seasons, yeah, Martin's combined weighted runs um, created plus. Yeah. It's 100 and 100. Okay. So in that regard, he's been exactly average the past uh, two years. So, yeah. nice. and he's mm-hmm. only played 137 in 2016 and 91 in 2017, and you know he's about a replacement level player going by the stats. No, sorry, he's he's about um, two wins above replacement in um, in both of those you know seasons, which is good factoring in you know the quote-unquote um intangibles right yeah um so yeah that like that is definitely fine you know like i don't think we're gonna get like a five-win season but like two and a half two or three wins with you know his effect that he has on a pitching staff like, he'll take that for yeah sure. like, like that definitely works yeah and i mean it's never been a question of the glove with russell martin it's just his production's gone down since his first season in 2015 and I mean, he's what thirty-five now. It's not like it's unexpected. No. Yeah. Um, um, I'm not sure about positives with the lineup. Honestly, I mean, the depth is definitely good. Diaz at the bottom of the lineup will help. I would think he not as good in the field as what I've been I've heard, and he's good with the bat. Uh, if Devin Travis can have a full season, he's a good contact hitter. And like we talked about, if Kevin Pillar can. Uh, strike out a little less. I think that'll be a good bottom of the lineup, depending if Travis plays down there. Okay. Um. All right. So we we kind of went through the rotation. We didn't really. I mean, we kind of just went through who was in there and how they would fare against the Yankees. Um. But Richard, I'll pose this question to you. Um. Who are you concerned the most about in this rotation, if you are concerned, and who? Who out of the five are is going to surprise you the most? Do you think? All right. So who is who concerns me the most? Yeah. I'm not concerned about him, but um, just concerned the most, I guess, would be Amistrada because Amistrada, when he's on, he's on. Like he throws 91, but that changeup and that fastball, like they look um, like it looks impossible to hit right mm-hmm. but when he's not on it's it's a 91 mile an hour fastball right it's like you will get destroyed um when you look at his total season stats it's not that great but you know it all boils down to like you know this this um this string of like 10 starts i think and he spoke to a john morosi about it at the end of the year and it was you know it was stress-induced anxiety and he couldn't 
um, sleep at the deadline. And he has had those uh, back problems and, you know, and this and that. But if it all boils down to, like, those 10 starts, which it looks like it does, you know, he was, he was at the very least decent outside of those 10 starts. And, you know, his first uh, two months were great, right? So I hope that, you know, like that kind of stress uh, doesn't come back. Because um, if it does, you know, like it's very fine line that you're walking, right? But I still think that he will be not as good as he was in 2015, but he'll still be, you know, um, a very good starter for the Jays. Um, and then surprises, I guess. Uh, I think I'd go Sanchez. Even though he has that season in 2016 where he pitched 200 innings he had um the lowest um earned run average um um among possible starters in the um american league i still think it'll be a surprise because you know people saw what happened last year and they <clears throat> and they kind of think i don't want to say like it's his fault but like they uh I don't like I don't know how to explain it, but like they weren't impressed by it. And with something like a blister, like it really like that's not something that like he can he can control, right? You know, especially with the one on um, the finger that it was, right? Like he couldn't throw his his two seam, he couldn't throw his curveball. So it looks like it's healthy, and if it is, you know, the sky is really the limit for him, right? Like, if he takes a step forward after what he did in 2016, like, he could finish top three in Cy Young voting. And if that happens, and if Strong pitches well, I don't think that's much of a long shot either, but the Jays could actually be there in September where, like, they're, like, let's say two or three games out. Okay. So, like, and I mean, like, I'm extremely high on this this um this um a pitching staff because they have the talent they've shown what they can do because you know like in 2016 when the team just stopped playing that starting rotation dragged them into the playoffs it i i i totally agree yeah so i mean and i hope to see more of the same because you know they have the talent it's not like you're just banking on like this like flash in the pan you know <clears throat> one through four they have been reliable and then you have some actual star power with Sanchez and Stroman and nobody ever talks about a Jay Happ right he's like people were mad when they signed him because it was like you know like this is like some bargain David Price that we're getting mm-hmm. he's actually outperformed Price the past two years mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, like, I'm extremely high on this rotation. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do next. Um, so that we can uh, kind of, I, I don't want to, we're not too bad for yeah, time, but I don't. But um, this is what I want to do. Um, I'm going to ask each of you to give me your wins project- projection. How many wins do you think the team will have? And then I'll, don't explain why, because I'm going to ask another part to that after. So just, just uh, want the number. Start with Richard so I can copy him. Richard, what is fine? Richard, <laughs> what is your win projection for this season? Okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb 
and say that they'll win 90 games. 90. It's it's going to be hard because of the two teams that they have to play over and over. But there's also other teams below them that they have to play yeah. over and over. Play the Rays and the Orioles over and you over. Know, like, say they were in, you know, the AL Central. You know, like, it wouldn't be surprising to say 90 wins. It is to say that in the East because, you know, the, they're going to have to do well against one of the Yankees or Red Sox, right, and not get destroyed by the other. But, I mean, it's sports, and, like, there's so much reason for, you know, optimism, and, like, I'll go out and say that they'll win 90 games. Okay. Tyler? Uh, I had 85 wins, um, which was on par with what got the Twins in uh, for that second wild card. Um, I uh, obviously it's it's all going to come down to health with this team. Um, if Sanchez and Donaldson can play the way they did in 2016, and they stay healthy for that uh, period of time, that could. Um, there were 10 games under 500 last year. So okay. I think those two alone returning to their 2016 form could, you know, okay. push them up uh, 10 games in the standings. All right, Austin, what is your projection Projection or prediction? I'd say the 85 to 90 range is probably what you can expect out of the Jays, and I agree wow. with Tyler. I could. I don't know. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I'd... 85 to 90, that's a five-win swing. Did you, yeah. did you well, just – Pick both our answers, and, and you're totally playing it safe right now. Eighty-seven and a half wins. That's it. That's my prediction. Eighty-seven and a half. So they're gonna yeah. half win a game. They're gonna call. Yeah, they're gonna tie a game. Yeah. It's gonna. There's gonna be a twenty-five inning game that's gonna go till three in the morning, and they're gonna have to just call it a tie. Um, the lights are gonna go out no, at Rogers Center. It, I agree with Tyler. Honestly, it could be an eighty-five win season. It could be the same as last season if they run into injury trouble because you don't know about Tulo. You don't know about Travis. Sanchez, um, you, you just there's a lot of question marks as to whether this team can stay healthy, and you've seen it in the past. I mean, where it's just the old Jays would have like one injury, and then just it's a string that just never stops up until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking about earlier, I mean that's good for Vlad and Bo if they want to get a chance at the roster, but not good for the Jays' overall success. All right, I've got 88 wins. I'm a little bit on the higher end, but I do think if injuries pile up, that's going to be, I think, 82 is, like, the worst-case scenario. I think given how the how the roster plays, and it relies so much more on injury than I think it does actual production, because I think if a healthy lineup, they will produce enough healthy rotation, and they will, I think, be top five, I think, in the American League, I would say. So actually, that was gonna be my next point. Was what, what do you, what would be, what's gonna be the downfall of this team, and what's gonna be the thing, the saving grace? So let's say, let's go with the, always go negative first, the bad news first. What would be, Austin? We'll let you go first this time, so that you don't potentially steal Tyler or Richard's ideas, oh. or, or try to combine either of them. We get to copy like you off. Backing off baseball people. Um, All right. All right, so let's start with what do you think is going to be the downfall of this team potentially? I, I think it goes back to the, the same thing as they just need production from everyone. Um, yeah, that's that's my main thing is just Smoke needs to have a good year. Morales needs to have a, his first good year, honestly, because last year was a flop for him. Um, and they need to 
somebody brought it up earlier is they need to stop being so home run centric. They need to be able to hit for contact, play small ball a little bit more. Um, John Gibbons isn't a big bunt guy, but maybe get that going a bit. And they have some good contact hitters in the lineup. So mm-hmm. as long as they're not too heavy on the home runs, I mean, they can hit home runs mm-hmm. and home runs are fun, but you got to be able to do both. All right. Uh, Richard. I'm going the opposite way. Bombs away. <laughs> Listen, I am a huge fan of walks. I feel like you have to have um, a solid on base at, at all times. Yeah. But when you have, well, when you trade for a guy like Randall Grichuk, I don't want to just say, you know, like he has to walk more or like bunt more. Like own who you oh, are. No. Maybe strike out a bit less. You know, like if he gets that. K percentage from like 30 to like 25 he'll hit 35 home runs right I mean I get that it's a very like archaic way to think but just have Adam like bombs away oh yeah and I'm, I'm not saying I want Josh Donaldson to be drag bunting for singles but those guys that we talked about Polar trying not to hit for home runs as much well I mean you just Clark want those guys that normally aren't big power guys to be able to just get on base however they can because that's – you'd rather have a two-run homer than a solo. Okay. Uh, Tyler, let's go with you. Um, I'm going to put a lot of pressure on one man's shoulder, but I think Justin Smoke could make the difference for this team. Um, <clears throat> you look at it, he had obviously had a brilliant uh, start to last season. Overall, it was a good season, but uh, – First half of the year, he batted 294. Second half was 241. So he dropped uh, 50 points. So depending Can I on say something about that, yeah. So um, I did something over at Baseball Perspe- Baseball Prospectus Toronto mm-hmm. um, on if Blue Jays fans should have a reason to uh, be scared, right? Right. Because so. my first thought was, oh my god, like smoke is going back into like you know that horrible play yeah having like a mike saunders kind of season yeah so i pinpointed it and his first sample of being great was um, 127 games his slide was you know horrible but it was only in 31 games Mm -hmm. so then i went back and looked you know like at the uh, numbers and stuff um his fly ball rate went up which sounds good but isn't like that good um he couldn't barrel the ball anymore but he wasn't striking out as much so my first thought was you know he must have been you know dealing with something right because you don't just go from being um a great barrel like even when smoke was bad the one thing that he was great at doing was putting balls into play with authority mm-hmm. right so um, there was a number that I had that you know like had him top 10 um, on isolated slugging on fly balls from 2015 to 2017 right so that would tell me that he was great at you know at those uh, fly balls right mm-hmm. so then this led um, to me finding out that he was hurt at the end of the year. Patella tendonitis, right? Okay. So while I don't think that he, like, 
he will have like a 950 OPS. I feel like, you know, like he'll still be a legit slugger in the league. Right. Because the one thing that I wanted to notice was if his contact rate went back down and it didn't. Right. You know, he wasn't striking out um as much, but the problem was he wasn't swinging as much, which is weird because he loves to swing, right? True. Like and yeah, last- you 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 Sorry, look at one. you look at the first half, second half uh, numbers. They're kind of bizarre because he had the same amount of strikeouts, um, and he actually had more walks in the second half, even though his average like appeared yeah. to plummet. Right, so um, yeah. obviously there are you know there are, there's more to the equation than you know <clears throat> he just had a hot first half and he's going 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 back to the uh, the old smoke, but. Um, yeah. Really, which which smoke you're going to get, I think, is going to have a huge impact on the team. Because yeah. if you have a switch hitter in the middle of your lineup who can fit uh, hit 40 home runs, um, that's a huge bonus for a team. But if he goes back to being, you know, a bench player uh, type hitter, hitting maybe 20 home runs. Then that's yeah. that's another question yeah. mark the the Jays have to deal with, and I don't think they can survive that. So yeah. that would be my. I mean, my yeah. Darkest. And the one reason why you know, like, I'm semi optimistic is mm-hmm. because, like, um, here look, uh, in 2015 to 2016, his his swing percentage was 43.9. His um chase rate, <clears throat> um, his chase rate, which uh, sorry. <clears throat> Which is pitches that you that you chase out of the zone mm-hmm. was twenty eight point six in twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen. That went down to twenty six point nine um, when he was hot. His swing rate stayed the same pretty much when he was hot, but he was striking out less. Mm-hmm. Right? He was walking the exact same amount, so everything stayed the same from bad smoke to good smoke, except he was striking out 20.5% of the time instead of 296 right? So that's just the one thing that he changed. And then when he went bad, he wasn't even, like, you know, swinging at anything. His contact rate when he was bad for those two years was 20, was 72.8%. Mm-hmm. When he was bad in September, it was 775 uh, right? And when he was good, it was... 79.5 so you know the numbers all add up to you know this isn't him going back to the norm mm-hmm. it's more of like hell like his walk rate um, when he was bad in those two years it was 10.3% when he was good it was 10.2% and then when he started to struggle it was 16.3% right he just like he didn't want to swing the bat mm-hmm. and that's why, you know, like, I kind of think that it was because of um, the tendonitis in his knee. Right. So if that's all fixed, I'm not saying that he'll hit, like, 40-45, but he will have enough um, production, I guess, to uh, protect Donaldson. Yeah, and I mean, that was the, his first... I think that was a he said a career high in games played, right? Because he's never yeah. really been yeah. a starter, so I'm sure uh, you're talking about the tendonitis, but also like uh, you know oh, fatigue yeah. has got to got to play a part in it. Um, yeah, in his struggles in the second half. 
Yeah, and I mean, like, if, you know, let's say he has, you know, um, an OPS of, like, 850. He's not making much money, right? So to get that kind of, you know, production from that kind of salary, and I don't think there's much Josh Donaldson protection right now anyways, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you don't expect... Morales to be Batista, right? Like, you don't expect a guy like Grichuk to be Batista. So, Smoke is so important just going into the year. Yeah. Because if Smoke is going, then you have to start, you know, throwing to Donaldson, right? And Donaldson can hurt you. So, exactly. I completely agree with, you know, it's it's all going to come down to how, how um, Smoke does. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I definitely, I, I think it comes down to... We know the pitching is going to be decent, and I and I think expecting Tulo and Martin to be at, like good contributors, I think, is asking a lot. So I definitely think Dalton and Smoke are going to have to carry the offensive load. I'm actually thinking that Devin Travis is going to be my X factor because if he can stay healthy, I think he and he's shown it in spring so far that he's he's back to being kind of dominant behind the plate especially you know getting those extra base hits he's a guy that I think they've really missed mm-hmm. and it, I, I do agree that you need to take that pressure off of Dawson and and smoke a little bit I don't think a guy like uh, Morales is going to get it done I think there's enough pressure on him to try to, to sort through things so I think Travis he has the I think the least amount of pressure from an outside perspective I think he has a lot of pressure on himself to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. But I think if he's able to do that, he's going to probably be, I think, the most productive out outside of JD and Smoke. That's that's where I think it goes. So this is where I want to go to next. Um, I'll ask two more predictions. Don't don't have, Just give me the number because then I'm going to ask for another one after. I just want to know. Who's going to be the workhorse of the rotation? Who's going to throw the most innings? And then I also want you to give me your home run leader. All right. So, Tyler, let's go with you first. Who is your home run leader? Uh, I mean, I'm going to go with Josh Donaldson. Kind of seems like the easy pick. Uh, obviously, that would shift if the team goes into a rebuild <laughs> July 31st. And he's gone. Oh, yeah. It. If just he... got those twenty three until July, <laughs> yeah. and then you lose. He's he's gonna he's gonna hit uh, forty five, and then and then go somewhere else and hit another twenty. Um, no, I I would say JD uh, again. I don't think there's a, a crazy amount of power in this lineup right now. Uh, you got a bunch of guys who are kind of in that potential twenty to twenty five home run uh, department. I think the smoke is obviously has potential to put up 40 home runs. Uh, I'm big on Teoscar Hernandez whenever he gets up here, but I don't think he's going to challenge Josh Donaldson <laughs> for home runs either. Uh, so just running down the uh, the list, I don't. I'd like to go on a limb here, but I I think if uh, Donaldson finishes the season in Toronto, he would he would lead the way with another 40-ish home run season. Okay, then who is your workhorse in the rotation? Who's the guy that's going to carry the most innings? 
I'm going to go with Marco, uh, Marco Estrada. Um, I think he's kind of, he's got something to, to prove. Mark early. Going <laughs> <laughs> to come yeah, in a retirement. Why not? Hey. <laughs> he, he is a workhorse, even even though he's not here anymore. Um, I think Estrada's got something to prove. Obviously, he's going to be a free agent after this season. And he, he seems like he came back after the deadline. He seemed like he had kind of a... Uh, a chip on his shoulder, but a good chip. I don't know if there's a term for that. And he wanted he wa- he wanted to prove that he. <laughs> there's a term for that. It's uh, hashtag HDMH. Oh, okay. I did. I didn't say that. Uh, if you're listening, Marco. Um, so I I think he's gonna he's gonna put out uh, a big season, and yeah, I would say he would be the the workhorse. But uh, his his would be SDMH. Speed doesn't measure heart. You said it, Austin. I didn't. Set up the T-shirts. Make bring in those dollar bills. Um, I also realized uh, after I after I said that that Marco Estrada's never pitched pitched more than 186 innings. So um, <laughs> you're going. You're either hoping that somebody uh, proves you wrong, or yeah. injuries might be a play. Or I didn't know the question was coming, so I was ill prepared. <laughs> so. <laughs> Prove me wrong, Marco. Prove me wrong. Okay, uh, Austin, who is your home run king? Uh, Gift and Gepe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That, that is the limb I wanted to go out on, but I was <laughs> too afraid to. I will to. die on Gift yeah. and Gepe being the, <laughs> the horse. All it, off the bench. It's going to be JD. If Unless he gets traded, then it's probably going to be, I don't know, Justin Smoke. Okay. Um, Austin. Uh, hard not JD, honestly. Let's be real. All right, then who is your uh, your your stud, your workhorse in the rotation? Who's a... As much as I do joke about HDMH, Marcus Stroman's pitched over 200 innings the last two seasons, so mm-hmm. he's the guy I'd put a lot of the load on. Even with the shoulder potentially being an issue? Yeah. It's, I mean, he he's wasn't fine. even supposed to start he's in the spring. Fine. He was supposed to just... <laughs> Rich is like, he's fine, he's fine. That's what you have to tell yourself every night before you go to bed, right? Well, he, he wasn't even supposed... Wasn't he ruled out for the opening series of the season? Like, he No, they, to... they kind of ruled him out for opening day, and then they're like, he could probably pitch in the series if... Uh, so there was then, no... Since, since then, he's made three appearances in the spring, and he's going to play in the opening series. So, I mean... Yeah. Why not? I mean, we're not again. We're not ruling out injury later in the season because any J could just go down. Any player can get injured. But thanks for that reminder. <laughs> two over two hundred innings the last two seasons. I mean, he's a pretty safe bet if he stays healthy. All right, Richard. Um, I'll go with Smoke. Um, Tyler mentioned T. Oscar, which you know that wouldn't be like the worst pick because he has the power. It's just he's not going to play enough. His, yeah, like, would his strikeouts allow him to play that many games? Mm-hmm. Like, if he didn't, you know, um, strike out so often, like, he has, like, 35, like, bomb potential. But, yeah, uh, I'll go with the safe pick and pick Smoke, even though that doesn't really sound that safe. But, um, yeah. It's not an unsafe pick either. 6-4-2-20, he hits, like, a really big guy. So, I mean, how can you go wrong with Smoke? Yeah, I mean, why not? All right. Um, who who is your uh, workhorse in the rotation? Uh, Strowman, just because of what Austin said, like he has two hundred. Or sorry, he has four hundred and I think six 
yeah, uh, 405 um, innings pitched in the past two seasons. Quality innings, too, so, like, it's not like, like, they're just, like, throwing him out there. If he stays healthy, he will hit 200 again. So, yeah, I'll go with Stroman. All right. I'm going JD as the home run king. Um, and I think I wanted to say Aaron Sanchez, I, but I'm a little concerned about the blisters. I'm still I'm I'm skeptical about it. I, I know he's been uber dominant, but we've we've seen him have look ready for the springtime, and then it just all turns and falls apart. Um, so. Um, as much as I, I I said about the shoulder inflammation, I do think Strowman can uh, can work a lot of innings because he doesn't he's able to throw quality innings. He's um, I think he, has he had a complete game last year? Did he? Ooh, uh, Strowman. Yeah. I even I threw yeah, this up without I think even he checking. Had two. Yeah, he had two. He's like one of the few pitchers I think on the team that will push to get. You know, full like eight innings, going the full as far as he can, because a lot of those other guys get yanked a lot earlier. He's only had three complete games in his career, but I mean, Stroman also, uh, I don't know if it was, might have been last season. They'd keep him in. This is just me speculating. They keep him in an inning too long, so he'd be dealing, and then they'd try and stretch him out, and it would just be like a two or three run inning that would cost the Jays a game. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and with I, bullpen, you don't really need to do that now, honestly. All right, so we went with some not so bold predictions with the home run king <laughs> and the uh, the you rotation. Know what? Bold prediction: Vladimir Guerrero is going to be a home run king. Fuck. <laughs> no, do I want. Uh, do you want a real bold? Um, that so um, this was my this was the next one. I want you guys to give me your bold prediction for this season. Sanchez will throw a no hitter at some point this year. Oh, that's a good one. So wow. So, um, back in, I think, either 2014 or 2015, um, when we would be um, in the newsroom, my friend Kirk and I would just sit and talk about Sanchez. And it's like, it's coming at some point. Like, if they let this guy start, he has the potential. And then just going into the 2016 season, you know, like, all we talked about was Sanchez is going to throw a no-hitter at some point this year. It's going to happen in 2018. Okay. I like that one. I really do like that one. Uh, Tyler. I'm going to go with my boy, uh, T. Oscar. Um, rookie of the year. Oh. Yeah. Rookie of the year for T. Oscar? Yeah. Hernandez. You said be bold. Like that, right? Yeah. Um, he is going to uh, he is gonna destroy the other 15 outfielders that the Blue Jays have and uh, get a starting job. And, yeah, he's, he's going to hit a bunch of bombs and strike out. Yeah. Uh, He's gonna go the Gary Sanchez route. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Austin. Luke Maley, forty-five home run season. <laughs> Maley and Ngope just uh, creating the middle of the lineup. Yeah. He's All right. Be this Justin Smoke, Luke Maley. So he's gonna hit a home run for every game he plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. Um. No, I I don't really have a lot of bold predictions, honestly, because. As you can see by my win total prediction, I don't know how the Jays are going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd say what? I'd say Devin Travis probably has his most games played with the Jays. That's my. Okay. I don't know if that's a bold prediction, but that's my hope. 
because I do like Devin Travis. Well, I thought Tyler's prediction was going to be that Tulowitzki misses 150 games <laughs> like you. But his career high in games played is 101, so okay. let's say Devin Travis plays his career high in games. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, that's reachable if the Jays don't. That's bold considering the proper days off and whatnot. Okay. Because uh, the luxury is with the Jays, they have the ability now with the depth to give him days off. Mm-hmm. My bull prediction is that Roberto Osuna only has four blown saves all season. Okay. How many did he have last season? I think he's the the fact that he has not been ta- like no one's really talking about his struggles from last season. And I know he had a. I mean, they didn't look so great in that first game against the Cardinals. But I think, I think he's going to be uh, like a bounce back candidate in that bullpen. They need him to be the best pitcher in that bullpen, like they do every year. But I think he's vital, especially because they're going to rely on him and and O late in games. They have to be dynamite. I think. I just hope they don't overload him, because then that's going to make that before blown saves prediction very hard. Yeah. If well, he's. I mean... <laughs> The guy that is supposed to be the um, the uh, the uh, setup guy has the nickname of the final boss. So I don't think they'll be, you know, giving Osuna too much work this season. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. Along with O, just for that. Like I mean, Ethan. the bullpen has a lot of quality arms right now. Like they have. Axford and um, Clippard, who are not even on the 40-man right now, right? Mm-hmm. They have a guy like, you know, Carlos um, Ramirez. They have Deck McGuire, right, who all pitched well this spring. So, and, and like, that's why I don't think that, you know, like, it'll be like they'll burn out Osuna um, because they have guys like O and Clippard and Axford, right? Like, guys that have closed. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, it's not like there's, like, a super young bullpen, and just like Osuna trying his best to like scrape by, right? Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna end before we end because I know we got I got a couple of things we got to get done today. Got a lot of articles I got to get up for tomorrow because home opener yeah. does creep on you pretty fast. Um, since I got no responses onto it because I don't know Twitter's uh, become a. It's funny, they get all worked up about the Vladdy Guerrero thing, but then I asked if any uh, players would want uh, any any questions for this podcast, and I got none. That's why I hate putting out those tweets. Because if no one responds, you just... Rejection. Rejection. It's not the... It won't be... It's not It's not the first, and it's not the last. That's all I say. <laughs> um, do you have any last comments about the season? Richard, let's start with you. Why do we have to play in the same division as those two? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm so like optimistic, and it's like this team could win a lot of games. This team could do this and could do that, but then it's like, all right, so your ceiling is pretty much second wild card spot. Yeah, it's not. It's not fair, um, but that's life, and but it will be fun. To go into either Fenway or Yankee Stadium and beat them in a one-game wild card game, and have <laughs> the national media in the states freak out about it. You, you, I think that would be the best. Yeah, uh, that would definitely be great. Um, 
Tyler, any last words or thoughts, comments? Uh, Troy Tulitsky, keep doing what you're doing. That's, <laughs> I think everyone's enjoying it. Uh, yeah, he's definitely giving it 110%. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Austin. Leaving. Uh, never looked a gift in Gepe in the mouth. What? Oh, I get it. I, I got it, Austin. So, uh, 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 I'm, I'm excited that Richard has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, what, is, what does that saying even mean? What is a gift never horse? Never look a gift horse in the mouth? I don't know. It oh, doesn't make sense I to me. I just saw somebody use it on Twitter today and thought I got Did... a little chuckle out of it. So What? The horses bite? Oh. I don't know. They like you get apples. close enough, I'm sure anything bites. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wait, no, wait, what's that supposed to mean? Hold on, let me let me look it up. So there's like a there's an expression that says never look a gift horse oh. in the mouth. It's perfect. Don't question the value of a gift is basically what it means. Oh, but oh. where's a horse from? <laughs> Who gives a horse a gift? People have lots of money. Any other horse? Like, is a gift horse more important because it's a gift? Wow. Um, Are horses just like out here biting people? I don't get it. What if the gift <laughs> is horse meat? Can I? Oh, okay. Well, I yeah. guess I can't. Oh, you okay. try very hard to avoid these kind of scenarios. So you can never do that on these podcasts. Eventually, gonna steer down. Yeah. Um, you have the question. What's the idea? Oh, gosh. Okay. That's a great way to end it. <laughs> um. We will definitely, definitely have more on the Blue Jays next week on the Tip of the Tower podcast uh, because, honestly, the Leafs, they're waiting for the playoffs to start. Mm -hmm. The Raptors are sorting through some stuff. And the Blue Jays are the only – I'm very surprised. I I think it's because the Raptors and Leafs are in the position they are. This has, like, been, like, the least amount of hype I've seen towards a regular season, Mm -hmm. I think. It's not getting the same. I don't think it's getting the same buzz. What? Are the Leafs? No, I'm just the Blue Jays. I don't think they're getting enough a lot of buzz well, because I of mean, the other two teams. No, I feel like there's like enough buzz because like everyone just wants Toronto to win, and it's not like, like, um, in past years it was like Raptors fans against like Leafs fans against the Jays fans, and it's like you're irrelevant. No, you're irrelevant. No, right? And then now everyone's irrelevant. <laughs> no, well, like now, like yeah. you know. The Argos won, and then TFC won, and then like the entire city is like, "All right, so like let's just keep this going, guys, because we aren't used to this." And huh. you know, That's for you sure. have your general Jays pessimism there, but now it's like, "All right, let's see if, if the Jays can do something. Let's see if you know the Leafs can finally go all the way, and the Raptors, the best team in the East, can you know get past the Cavs, right?" Yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, hopefully something happens the next couple of days. Hopefully, it's good news. It's Toronto sports. We can we don't get very optimistic sometimes about those things. Uh, be sure to follow Tip of the Tower on Twitter and on Facebook. Once in a while, we do appreciate some replies to tweets. Uh, we've gotten I've gotten some, but not as many as I I would expect. Yeah, we're just out here like begging people to reply. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the streets of Toronto instead of like begging for money, I'm gonna beg for Twitter replies. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what he, that's what he, My wife left me. Um you can follow uh yeah, so follow the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, uh or on your any podcast app. 
You can follow Richard. He's going to be a busy, busy person now with uh, Blue Jays Nation. So I don't mind giving them a little love uh, to look at his stuff, especially on Twitter. He'll have a lot of. Are you going to be at the game tomorrow? Yeah. So, so guess what? There's no gifts tomorrow. Um, If I'm home, I might try to do some. We'll see. There will be a gift tomorrow. (sighs) Yes. Yeah. I. Stop it. I had the exact same. You know what? Because of that, Austin, you're not getting a Twitter shout-out. So there you go. (laughs) You already got it on Tim and Sid this week. So all right. Yeah, Tim and Sid had to put a tweet of Austin's up. It was a gift. What? Of gift? No. It was was it Burton Ernie? Burton Ernie. It's a long story. We're not getting into that. We'll get into that another time. (laughs) We're, We're well over our time, I think, for today. And you can find Tyler at Tyler Partridge twenty one. Uh, I think five. Oh, one. sorry. I Tyler I at Tyler Partridge one, because there's more than one Tyler Partridge in the world. Yeah. So you can. Uh, there's a lineup, and he's I, number one. And he's number one, number one in the in the Twitter lineup, and number one in our hearts. Exactly. All right. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, be sure if you want to put down your predictions. You can you can comment. We we, we accept them, um, even if you don't want to put them up. Uh, so you can do that and uh, have a happy home opener, and uh, it should be a fun one. Doc Holliday getting his jersey retired. That'll be a fun one. So enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend. Hopefully the weather continues to warm up, and we can enjoy some Blue Jays baseball. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.